Well, welcome in to the National Championship Recap here on the nation's college basketball show and podcast, College Basketball Coast to Coast. It is UConn. Who else? If they're in the state of Texas, they're winning the national title. That's four times in the 2000s they have been to the Lone Star State. That is four wins in the Lone Star State for the national championship. I am merely T.J. Reeves. I've enlisted the help of T.C. Martin, Tyler Jones, and Deshaun Tate. After this one is immediately over with at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas, as the Huskies of UConn have won it 76-59, to the sixth consecutive game by double figures. They were the best team in the tournament, period, the end. T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show five days a week in Las Vegas. We can't say this was unexpected, and UConn has finished it off. Your thoughts immediately after it's over. The UConn Invitational, like we, like we said uh, just a few nights ago, it just seemed like the UConn Invitational pure domination in every opponent they faced every opponent that had a little bit of run in him UConn answered tonight's game got as close uh, to five and then they answered right back next thing you know it was back to double digits but the depth uh, the defensive length really bothered uh, San Diego State and again San Diego State has not seen anything like Utah uh, UConn in the Mountain West Conference we talked about that before and, uh, you know, nice run by the Aztecs, but this was UConn's tournament to lose. Tyler Jones, it was a 12-point game at the half. We were around a year ago and saw somebody's Kansas Jayhawks come back. But UConn was just too good. Even though, as TC said, San Diego State closed within five, UConn just stomped on the gas. What did you see? They weren't going to let the lead evaporate anything below five. What did you see? Man, you look at this game tonight and you see a UConn team that never let San Diego State get in rhythm offensively throughout the night. Every time that we saw San Diego State start to get something going, UConn would then respond. And all night long, you never saw the breakaways. You never really saw much fast break opportunities from the San Diego State team. They were having to play that half-court offense and never really could find their rhythm of sorts all night long. Credit to UConn's defense for what they did. And that first half, holding San Diego State to eight field goals made out of 28 shots. Uh, it was some bad basketball we saw early from San Diego State tonight. Credit to UConn. They deserved it. They were the best team all tournament long. Sonogo and company, just a really good team, a worthy champion. I know that they were a four seed, but they looked like a number one seed old tournament long and very worthy of this national title. Again, Deshaun Tate, it was a San Diego State team that just missed shot after shot after shot. It's amazing they were not down 20, 22, 24 points. It was only 12 at the half. They made a little bit of a run, but Tristan Newton, too good off the dribble. Sonogo, another double-double, 17 and 10. What did you see out of UConn as they put this national title away? Well, let it be well documented first, TJ. Had you not elbowed me in my ribcage, I'd still be snoozing from this game right now. That's how essentially how boring or just non-competitive I feel like San Diego State was, even in the time where they cut it to like five. I think you mentioned the score was like 10 to 15 or something at that time, way earlier at the 11-minute mark in the first. I never really thought that San Diego State had a chance in this game. Even when they cut it within five, I said that San Diego State will either have to tie it or will have to take the lead in order to get me to wake up and to get my attention. I really felt like it was UConn, kind of felt like they were kind of toying with San Diego State. I feel like we saw that in the first semifinal game as well against Miami, where Miami was trying to make a nice little run. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, just too many misses, too many free throws, field goal shooting was just poor on the behalf of, of San Diego State. And, and I'll be honest, just 
too many weapons and just way too much size for San Diego State. And I got a feeling that they kind of knew that after a certain point, they kind of started feeling like they knew that mentality coming in. Like they played, like they just thought that they might have had a chance if everything went well for them. More than 100% if there's a such thing. Because it didn't, I feel like they kind of played down to it a little bit. Well, and for UConn, we saw them make three-point shot after three-point shot off the wraparound screen. TC, you saw it in Las Vegas against Arkansas and against Gonzaga. And it just continued here in Houston, Texas, where whenever they needed a big hoop, it seemed like whether it was Newton, whether it was Hawkins, whether it was Caravan, Somebody's going to come off the screen and make a three, and they just kept doing it. Yeah, and again, uh, credit Dan Hurley for uh, putting this team together and coaching this team. And he's an intense coach, as we've seen, but these guys never waver. And, you know, again, credit to uh, this team for what they did in the Big East. Uh, not a lot of people gave them a much of a shot, but when you look at the way the bracket just made its way uh, through, UConn did whatever they wanted to do, and they had advantage matchup-wise in all six games of this tournament. And that's why none of these games were close because they did what they were going to do and they didn't need to adapt to anything. They just played their game. Uh, and again, when you have Sonogo and, and, and Klingon, you know, you have a seven-footer coming off the bench that, you know, when have you ever seen two <laughs> big men, two big men like that that are so dominant that really basically play the same amount of time? You know, when Klingman comes in, it's not like he's only playing six or eight minutes. I mean, they can go to the bench for guard play. They can go to the bench for the big men. It's just what UConn does, and they were clearly the better team tonight. And uh, just just credit to them for uh, for showing out tonight in this entire tournament. Like I said, all six games, double-digit victories. When was the last time we've seen that? Yeah, and, and again, uh, not really threatened. It got no closer than five. Pick up on the Dan Hurley point, please, Tyler Jones, because there was so much criticism of him uh, comparisons to his brother winning national titles as a player. I mean, he shut a lot of people up over the last three weekends, and now they have a national championship. Say some more about Danny Hurley. Oh, what a job by Danny Hurley to get to this point. And you think about the program he took over, things were rough at yes. the end of the Kevin Ollie era. And Danny Hurley was complaining when he within those first couple months of how bad things were. By the way, the chant behind Tyler is let's go Huskies, as you can hear it, leaving yes. Houston. A little ambiance. Continue yes. about Hurley having to resurrect UConn. Jim Calhoun even got in Danny Hurley's face and said, quit complaining, get to work. And he did just that. And you look at this UConn program of going from the Big East, their friends leave them, they get stuck in the American, they want a title in the American, but it never was really going to last long-term that the American Athletic Conference. They go back to the Big East where they belong. They hire the right coach in Danny Hurley. And I know that we talk about the Blue Bloods in college basketball, the Kansas, the Dukes, the North Carolinas. UConn's got five titles since 1999, which is the most of any program in that stretch. UConn, they own college basketball, not just tonight, but they've owned it the last few years. They're back, and they're not going away. Well, yeah, and to your point, UConn individually as a program has four titles in the 2000s. The Big Ten has one with Michigan State. The Pac-12 has none. And there's a couple of other leagues that maybe only have one. UConn as a program has four. Deshaun, give me a quick answer uh, on this, on the Huskies being back in the Big East. Again, none of us are in the Northeast. You're in Atlanta. 
Uh, Tyler's in the Midwest. I'm in Florida. TC is uh, is in Vegas. This is a big deal for one of the iconic programs in the Northeast. They're back in a big way. Yeah, especially a program that has now won, you know, at least three of these national championships with a different coach. And then you start considering the fact that every, a lot of people thought for all the talk of the most competitive and toughest conference in the country being the Big 12. I know a lot of people kind of down talk or poo-poo on the Big 10, but the Big 12 got a lot of teams in, had some national championship front runners attached to it. They won some back-to-backs, and here comes the Big East all over again, you know, because of Connecticut Huskies. And, I mean, it's not just them. I mean, Villanova has had their fair share over the course of the last handful of years or so, too. So, of course, you got to credit them. And you got to remember, there's no McDonald's All-Americans on this roster. There are no, you know, not many five-star recruits and all this other stuff that a lot of the other programs have. I think that this is yet another program, since Duke did it in 2015, that you don't have a one-and-done for a, uh, uh, coming off of a national championship team, to my knowledge. So, again, just a lot of credit to UConn. And, again, like Tyler was saying, all the talk about the Blue Bloods and UConn never getting mentioned, I think that they are more than well-deserved to be in that conversation, and they prove why tonight. All right, so let's go around one more time just to finish up on a crazy tournament. Yes, it's stabilized with UConn being the best team, but what a tournament. Uh, a tournament of unexpected that saw Princeton make a sweet 16, uh, that saw Florida Atlantic get all the way to the championship game. San Diego State had never been past the sweet 16, and now they get to the championship game uh, as well. Florida Atlantic got to the final four. Crazy NCAA tournament uh, to, tap, to cap off a crazy season where we saw a number one team lose uh, at least six different times to a team that was not in the top ten. It was a crazy regular season, a crazy tournament. TC, a final thought on the year. Great year. Uh, and, and when you look at this, TJ, you say this is maybe unprecedented for the lower seeds, not only just winning opening round games, but advancing like you talked about. And this is the way I believe that college basketball is going. Okay? It wasn't just this year, but we've seen this for the last five, six, seven years. But now with the transfer portal, you know, the extra year of eligibility, uh, everything of that nature, this is parity that we're seeing in college basketball. There are great players coming out of high school, great players that are relishing in junior colleges right now that we are going to be hearing about next year and the year after. This is college basketball right now. And there are some naysayers that say, hey, this isn't a good thing. This is a great thing. This is the best thing for college basketball right now. If you didn't enjoy this tournament, then you don't love college basketball. I'm with you on that. Well done, doctor. Excellent stuff. Tyler Jones, final thought on the year, capping off with a UConn win for their fifth national title since 1999. What a crazy season across the board, though. It is. And I love that it's the great unknown, right? I mean, we begin in November and a team like North Carolina is the preseason number one and they don't even make it to the tournament. Exactly. And UConn, who finished fourth in the Big East, ends up winning the national championship and not a fluke by any means. They dominated every single game they were in. This, I got to tell you, the sport is in good shape right now, whether it's the portal, NIL, all the things that are going on right now. And, and, and times weren't always good. Let's remember that. when. The one and done was first getting started. It wasn't good for the sport. But this thing has rebounded and is on the right track. I'm excited to see where everything goes from here. Congrats to UConn. 
a well-deserved national championship, Danny Hurley and company. Uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for a long time. And again, whether you're talking about Florida Atlantic and Boca Raton, Gonzaga and Spokane, Washington, San Diego State, pick a corner of the universe, UConn all the way up in the northeast. You can go get players. You can make it happen. Deshaun, final thought to put a cap on the 2023 season here from Houston. No, I think it's been great. Like, I, it's hard to kind of, you know, all I can do is really duplicate what these guys were just saying. This is what college basketball is. If you don't, you know, if you're not in love with it, then get off the train tracks. You better get out of the way because this is just where it's going, and you have to love it. I mean, we're not talking about just guys that are transferring. We used to hear about guys transferring from mid-majors up. Now you're hearing from, you know, guys transferring from Power 5 conferences on down to try and put their own stamp on their own program. So it's not just about the Blue Bloods and so forth anymore. Of course, you couldn't tell by who's cutting down nets tonight. But if you look at other all the other teams who made their first Final Four in school history, those things are a, a, a huge deal. I mean, listen, we saw a 16 seed beat a one again yep. this year. We've seen, you know, guys with awesome stories. Uh, the guy from Kansas State, Noel, had a great story behind him. Had a great run. If it wasn't for some transfer options amongst other things, we might not be able to have some of the stories to be able to tell. So I do think that is great for the game, and it makes it just for a little bit more madness, which is something we all ought to embrace and love as we go forward within the sport of college basketball. Outstanding stuff. Thank you to Sean Tate from 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. Great work with uh, them here in Tate's Take, the podcast. T.C. Martin with the T.C. Martin Show in Las Vegas. Tyler Jones with Chat Sports and the Jones Report. Again, it is UConn as they get the win here tonight. Uh, what is it about UConn in Texas? They were here in 2011, 12 years ago. Without a one seed in the Final Four. No one seeds in the Final Four 12 years ago. UConn won it. 12 years later, no one seeds, and UConn wins it again. Congrats to Danny Hurley, to his players, and the job they did in this Final Four. They were ultimately better than everybody when it was all said and done. We hope you have enjoyed all the coverage throughout the year, especially March and especially at the Final Four in Houston. Many thanks also to guys like Matt Zimmick, Jason Powers, Mark Wise, Mike DeCourcy, uh, on and on down the list, Adam Zagoria and many others that joined me along the way to basically bring you the stories, the insight, and everything that happened here. It ends with a UConn victory. They can, they did, yet again, a fourth national title in the 2000s for Connecticut. That'll do it for us. Thank you for being with us on the nation's college basketball show and podcast. Whether you found us on TuneIn, subscribe to the podcast as well. It'll be November before we know it. And we throw the ball up and we have madness again coming later this year. But for now, it's UConn, the champs. And you've been listening to it on College Basketball Coast to Coast.